Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To our number three of our world-famous Chicky Jaguar radio program on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty. 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. We've got Donald Bazala, Dan Perkins. We're going to get to them here in just a few moments. But let's tell you about our sponsor for this segment, the fantastic, fantastic new sponsor we've got, GoFundMe.com slash Retro Gamer Girls. That's right. G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M slash Retro Gaming Girls. We're looking to fund a new Twitch stream to have girls compete in retro gaming tournaments. You can help them out at G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M slash R-E-T-R-O-G-A-M-E-R-G-I- R-L-Z, and tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. We've got a great sponsor coming up here in a few moments. We've got Donald Bazella and Dan Perkins with us today. And uh, Don, I want to start with you, my friend, as uh, as we tend to start with Dan, but I wanted to start with you first. Um, you sent me an email earlier today about reasons to vote for Trump, and Donald Trump is still the big, the big story. Uh, give me your thoughts on this, then we'll let Dan jump in there. Well, the reason that what I sent you was an email was a picture of Donald Trump's wife. <laughs> and if that's good enough reason to vote for any for, for anybody um, uh, that's a sexist remark but uh, <laughs> uh, by a friend a friend of mine and uh, well I think uh, Mr. Trump is coming back down are to you, earth are you I being know. politically incorrect here? <laughs> hey I'm always politically incorrect uh, okay uh, I just, just want to make sure I say? I, Well, um, I just feel it's the time has come. Uh, 
and I think the American people are really, I w was on a little bit of a tour uh, last uh, week, and I, I was surprised at the depth of the anger. I hear it from you, Dan, all the time, and I, you know, and I wonder about it, but when you see the depth of anger of, of other Americans, you know that, the, the, that there's a sea change coming. Right. Um, can I can I respond to that, Jim? Go ahead, jump in there. Well, let me let me let me kind of do this a little ass backwards. Let me start where he finished and then where I want to start. I want to tell you a quick actual story. We are at our South Florida home, and we had a little bit of a mechanical problem. And I called the contractor who built rebuilt the house for us. And after we finished talking about the mechanical problem, he said, "You know." I don't know what your politics are, Mr. Perkins, but I'm, I'm really in favor of Mr. Trump. And I said, why is that? And he said, well, you know, Mr. Trump is the only one who's ever really seriously promised to attack the illegal immigration problem. I said, why is that a problem for you? He said, what's happening here in South Florida is that when we started to see the illegals come in, they took the, the menial jobs, the, the landscaping, the, the grass mowing, garbage, all those things. Now I've got contractors competing against me who are, I, I don't want to say they're illegal immigrants, but I've got electricians that are, that are uh, foreigners, and so it's affecting my business. So here's a guy, little blue-collar guy trying to struggle with a business, now sees the illegal immigration problem as affecting his livelihood and his and his business in the country, and he's looking for somebody to take care of to, to do to do something about it. Now let me go back to Mr. Trump. This morning I happened to hear only by happenstance uh, an, an interview between Chris Como and Donald Trump on CNN. And Chris Cromo decided that he was he was he was the giant killer. He was going to uh, nail Mr. Trump to the wall about his falling poll numbers, and um, it was based on a poll, an initial poll by the Investors Business Daily of 317 people with a, uh, an error ratio of plus or minus five percent. So he said to Mr. Trump, he said. How are you dealing with the fact that your poll numbers are dropping? And Mr. Trump said, says who? And he, Chris started to go off on the, on the Investor's Business Daily Poll. Trump said, that's 317 people. I, got, I can show you a poll that shows me it's 35%. <laughs> that's, awesome. that's awesome. And so it, it really is a situation where the, the mainstream media is looking for any possible way to try and find a way to be responsible for taking Mr. Trump down, whether it's George Stephanopoulos or whoever it is. Everybody's trying to take down the three outsiders. Now, as to the, 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 to the, the question about his poll numbers and how uh, he stayed about the same or moving direction. I, I suggest to you that that the other 14 or other 12 who are, are falling back, 
they're finding supporters that will go to Trump also are going to Carson and to Carly, and that's bringing their numbers up. I think we are relatively close to seeing more and more of that 16 Republicans dropping out, um, and we're going to get more and more focus on Trump and Carson and, and, uh, and Carly. So I don't think Trump is over. Um, I think there's every possibility that um, that the president of the United States, you know, listen to what I'm saying here, Jim, the president of the United States is going to hand the election to Mr. Trump because he is going to give Mr. Trump an issue that is going to enrage, enrage the electorate that I've been saying to Don in my travels all across the country, I find more and more people very angry with what's going on in Washington. So I think Obama's going to hand the election to Trump, not willingly, but he's going to do something that's going to be so outrageous that the American people are going to say, enough is enough, and let's get all these guys out of here. There you go again, Dan, blaming the media for everything. Okay. <laughs> there you go. But I couldn't agree with you more, um, Dan. I could not agree with you more. Um, I, I do believe that the media has decided he's the person they, they're going to try to bring down. And I, do, and I agree with you that the president will um, uh, give the uh, outrage to the American people. And I will tell you, there is one issue that is really coming to the fore right now that is enraging the American people. Have you got your bill for next year's health care? Yeah, yeah. People, uh, people are getting that in Minnesota. The, one of the most liberal states in the union, they got a 50% increase in their premiums on on the Obamacare, uh, um, uh, whatever it's called, uh, uh, you know, where you go get your uh, insurance. In Oregon, uh, in Oregon, in Washington, in all the states, uh, what, uh, uh, out of the Northeast, uh, where, uh, where it's um, uh, uh, they not have uh, high uh, insurance like in the Northeast, where they where the insurance is high to start. All the people are starting to get their bills, and they're starting to realize just exactly what Obamacare is costing. And then, on top of that, uh, just came across my desk uh, the Kaiser. Uh, Foundation, Medical Foundation, has, has determined that by 2018, a little late for this, but starting the uh, Cadillac tax that's built into the Obamacare is going to kick in for a majority of Americans because the rate of increase in the premiums is outpacing the, uh, um, the, the cost of the index, the inflation index. And all of a mm -hmm. sudden, most of our plans are going to be uh, too rich, and they're going to have that 30% tax. People are starting to get that. I said last month, and I'm starting to get it. We're getting it here uh, with our health care uh, issues. Where people are saying, my God, is this true? And when all of the bills uh, are uh, come due, people are going to realize that Obamacare didn't reduce their... Uh, insurance did not uh, uh, re reduce the rate of increase in medical expenditures. And that's one area that I think Mr. Obama is really going to take it on the chin next year.
Well, I, I read recently, Don, that the state of New York exchange notified a million New Yorkers that their policies are going to be canceled. Yes, because the Republic of Healthcare, one of, which was set up with a $50 million loan from the federal government, put the rates so low that they're bankrupt and they're going out of business. There were uh, right. 18 of 18 of these uh, insurance companies set up with government finance loans. And of the 18, three are insolvent, uh, and only two have made a profit. And, and that's where the, the, they're getting money from the government to start it. And, and if you can't make money when the government hands that out, you, there's something wrong. Right. Well, I, I, I understand your concern. Uh, and your and your logic of saying that healthcare will be the issue that Obama is going to give to Trump, but remember One that Trump them. is also Trump has also indicated that he's in favor of a single payer system. Um, uh, but but I while I understand what you're saying, I'm going to respectfully disagree with you. I think okay. that that I think that it goes back to what we've talked about for a long time. It's about the economy. It's about jobs. And yeah. what happened last what happened last week when the federal government reported the job numbers, um, we are seeing the impact of illegal immigration coming into the United States because the the Bureau of Labor Statistics said that the number of jobs created was significantly below economic forecast. But if you dig deeper into the report, what you find is that the native-born Americans lost 262,000 jobs in the previous month. The illegal immigrants came in, made up the difference to give us a plus 143,000. So that the, the numbers are being skewed, and they're going back now and revising previous months to lower numbers. I think the economy is running out of gas. And if the economy runs out of gas, you need two consecutive quarter of negative GDP to create a recession. I don't know that we'll be in a recession by the time we get to the presidential election, but it's going to be a hell of a lot uglier than it is today. Remember that Absolutely. the stock market, remember that the stock market is a six to 12 month leading indicator of economic activity in the United States. So the market is telling us that the economy doesn't know where it's going. And I, I think that that could be a, a serious, serious problem. But I think while, while the, econ the economy, I think the economy will be an issue, but I think the issue that's brewing that's going to be a major issue for a lot of Americans is what's going on in Syria with the Russians. The fact that the Russians are killing the insurgents against uh, the leader of, of Syria, who the administration wanted to get out, Assad, the administration wanted him to get out, or wanted him out, and the Russians have come in and ostensibly said that they were going to help uh, deal with ISIL, yet their, their initial attacks have been on against all the rebels to try and uh, and help Assad maintain his his power in Syria, and I, I'm not convinced 
that um, that if that if, if that continues, that the American people will finally see that our president did not have the courage, and the leader on the world stage dictating what's going on in the world is Putin, no longer an American president. And I think that could have very negative ramifications, especially if the Republicans, whoever they are, are the nominees, push it very hard. Because the Middle East situation is an absolute nightmare and scary as hell. Well, you know, the American people have traditionally trusted the Republicans on foreign policy more than the Democrats uh, in, in the post-war period. But you're absolutely right. I didn't. Uh, I want to be clear. I agree with you, Dan. If the economy will be the issue in the 2016 uh, election. Uh, it, it, it has to be. We've been going along. We've been bumping along for almost eight years now. And uh, we're no better off today. You know, uh, Ronald Reagan asked the question, are you better off today than you were four years ago? Are you better mm -hmm. off today than you were eight years ago? And the answer is no, we're not. And if that question's asked properly, I mean, the American people are going to respond. Uh, whether it's uh, Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden or somebody else, uh, what are the Democrats going to show for their eight years of having the president and for their six years or of having control of both houses of Congress? I mean, they don't have anything. Yes, yes. Do we, need, do we need a break? We do need to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to keep chatting with Dan Perkins, Donald Mazzella here on the world-famous Cheeky Jaguar Show. Welcome back to our big broadcast, coast-to-coast to boulder-to-boulder, 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. Tune in iTunes, Radio Loyalty, and Stitcher. Thanks for finding us here on the iHeartRadio app and 50-plus AM FM stations, amfm247.com as well. For a complete list, check out JiggyJaguar.com for more information. We've got our Tuesday panel, which is hour number three of our big broadcast, and it's also available on AMFM247.com each and every week and the iHeartRadio app. We've got Donald Mazzella from SB Digest, Dan Perkins with us today. Uh, Dan, you let off our last segment, so this segment I want Don to take over the reins. Don, what do you have for us today? Before we do that, Don, <laughs> I forgot, my friend. I, I do this each and every week. Sorry about that. Oh, let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. It's a great Kickstarter campaign. Check out kickstarter.com. An amazing, amazing new tool. It's called Seahorse Tool, a versatile keychain. This is an original versatile keychain with a lot of functionalities. A little creature as elegant as useful. Oh, yeah, bring the nice strength of the seas into your pocket. Check out kickstarter.com. Jeffrey Boynson with us today. K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Search the Seahorse Tool and tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Okay, and actually, I misspoke. Don, Don let off our first segment. Dan, <laughs> you go ahead and, uh, and, and kick us off here in uh, segment number two. Well, I want to I follow the conversation because I want to ask you a question. Okay. Here. Yes, let's go. Uh, we, we, we started this conversation talking about Trump, and we talked about how Chris Cuomo was all over him and George Stefanoff has been all over him, and everybody's been over him about 
maybe, maybe at best, within that margin of error, a 1% decline in his poll ratings. Now, on the other hand, your candidate, Ms. Hillary, <laughs> has, has collapsed. She hasn't lost one point. She's down 17 points to Bernie in, in New Hampshire. Yes. Why aren't, your, why aren't your competitors in the news media, why isn't anybody asking Hillary about whether or not she should get out of the race because her poll numbers are so bad? I think part, part of the problem with uh, the reason they don't want Hillary to get out is because they know if Hillary gets out, they're left with Bernie. <laughs> and I think this is one of the reasons why they're trying to push Biden or Al Gore or somebody, because if they get rid of Hillary... I, I listened to Rush earlier today, and he mentioned something. He always does this every day. He always makes a comment about Bernie's age. There's all these, whether it's right, left, center, people are scared to death of Bernie Sanders, just like the right, they're scared to death of Donald Trump. So it's because, are they scared of Bernie Sanders because he is a socialist, an avowed socialist, and does that make no make no bones about telling people that's what he is no i think they're they're scared because he's he can go out and have a rally and have a billion people show up he gets all sorts of people to give him money but he's just not their guy it's it's like when ross perot ran uh with clinton and bush ross made a lot of a lot of sense but people did not like him because he wasn't their guy. And see, this this is the big problem. And 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 Don, you, you'll back me up on this about the fact that they, each side of these people pick a guy, don't they? Don't they pick somebody in the very beginning and go like, okay, we're throwing all up? Like, because like with Hillary, when Hillary ran against Obama, everybody was like, oh, Hillary is our girl. Hillary's our girl. And then all of a sudden, Obama came along, and they're like, you know, if we elect him, we get a black guy. <laughs> and we and avoid a woman, and so it's like, yeah. Back me up on this, Don. Oh, I, I will definitely. You know what comes to mind uh, is Alf Langdon. <laughs> yes. In 1936, many people don't remember him, but uh, uh, I wasn't born then. Well, I uh, I was almost born then, so. Uh, but the, okay. the point made uh, is that um, whenever I see Bernie, Alf uh, comes to mind. If he ran, the, uh, it would probably be uh, uh, 48 states for uh, uh, the Republicans and two states for Bernie. Um, Republican for the Democratic Party. And don't forget that um, <clears throat> there are also Senate and. Uh, House of Representative uh, seats up for grabs in this next election. You're going to see, mm -hmm. uh, I heard today from someone, that you're going to see 24 to, to 45 resignations uh, from the present Congress before all is said and done. So there, uh, and, in, and in a lot of cases, they're, gonna, they're going to be uh, uh, seats that are that contestable seats. So the Democrats are worried about that. There's some governorships up. There, there's on the bottom, and uh, what people, what the media fails to really point out is that a majority of, of the governorships and the state legislatures are now held by Republicans, 
and mm-hmm. uh, that is that is beginning to hurt the Democratic Party. For all intents and purposes, the Democratic Party is the West Coast, the East Coast, and the Black vote. And uh, somehow, you know, the, the media talks about how the, the Republicans should broaden their uh, participation. Um, but the real point is that the, they're doing a darn good job of, of electing people in, in the state uh, legislature, governorships, etc. Um, New Jersey will change in the next election, but uh, but that's in 17, because we're an overwhelming Democratic state. But there's a lot of states up for grabs in 16 that uh, could go Republican. So, uh, look, they went Republican in Illinois. I mean, who thought that would ever happen uh, in our lifetime? Right. Uh, and if Bernie so, or... My, go ahead, Dan. Go ahead. No, I just... I was just going to follow that by asking Jim another question. Are you there? Sir? Yes, yes. yes. What, 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 what's going on, my friend? I want to ask you a question. Okay. Do you, do you think that Jeb was the anointed one from the Republican Party? I, I think at some point Jeb was, and for whatever reason, it switched, and I'm not sure what, it, what took place to make it switch, but I remember seeing just this... You know, last last year into this year, everybody was Jeb Hillary, Jeb Hillary, Jeb Hillary, and then all of a sudden, they moved away from Jeb, and I don't know what he did. <laughs> I don't know what he didn't do, but at some point they moved away from him, and then about that time when they moved away from him, Trump jumped into the jumped in, and now Trump has become a distraction to a lot of them. And so if, if if they moved if they if they moved away from Jeb, who did they move to? See that's they haven't, they figured it out yet. They, they, they haven't figured it out yet. See this is you know, yes this, they have it because as soon as Trump said, well I'm not going to go on Fox News and I'm not going to do conservative you know shows. All of a sudden, there for a couple days, uh, they tried everybody. They had Carly Fiorina on O'Reilly and Greta, and she was all over the place, and they were pumping her up. And they couldn't seem to get her over. And then two days later, oh, Ben Carson, Ben Carson. And then, and then, and then all of a sudden, they... The, but, don't, but, but don't forget, we're still 18 months See, away. this is we're what still. I told Frank Vernuccio earlier when he was talking about poll numbers. We had Frank Vernuccio from USA Gov Policy on in our first hour, and he was talking about poll numbers, and I said, Frank, the election is next year. <laughs> yeah, we're still a long way to go. And, you know, we're, we're all flapping uh, our, our, uh, our mouths right now, but, but the, real, the real race begins January 7th when, uh, when we get close to the Iowa and, and we get uh, into a March and May when, when the, a lot of the primaries are held. And by that time, we're, uh, I'm convinced we'll be talking much differently than we are now. I'm still convinced, and remember, I said this a year ago, uh, I don't think Hillary is going to be the, the nominee. And uh, I'll tell you who uh, will, who is gearing up is Bloomberg. I mean, he could take the, the, he could take the uh, convention. A, he has the money, much more money than uh, Trump. B, he has the political apparatus to do it. Uh, and C, uh, he's got the track record be very hard for him for someone to say that that 
he's a flake or that he's a newcomer or whatever. He's both in as the, because he was a New York City mayor, and he's out because he's not tainted by Washington. And, and uh, Dan, you keep saying it, and you're absolutely right. But right now, being tainted by uh, being part of Washington is death to an awful lot of people uh, out there in the hinterlands. And I think uh, a lot of things are, are going to fall out uh, uh, this fall. Well, it's October now. Uh, we'll have a little bit more into November. We'll, December will be quiet. And then come January, all hell will break loose. And, uh, and see, when I, that happens, I'm gonna re- Go on, finish up. No, uh, no, I'm finished. Go ahead. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to respectfully disagree with you. You're, you're speaking, and I don't mean any disrespect to you, you're speaking from conventional wisdom. This is not a conventional wisdom situation. I, I think that there's no way Hillary can turn her campaign around. She's got a public appearance before the Benghazi Committee coming up at the end of this month, and she's got her first presidential uh, nomination debate with Bernie and the other people and I don't think that they're going to treat her with kid gloves as much as she'd like to be treated that way. I think it's, it's possible that you can have somebody like, if you, took, if, you, if you took Trump and put with him either Ben Carson or Carly Farina as vice president, you have such a commanding lead in the Republican Party there is nobody in the 12 remaining who has a snowball's chance in hell to catch the combination. Okay, so I, 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 have, I have to interrupt and, and get your guys' thoughts on a story that the Drudge Report just posted. Joe Biden is floating Warren as his VP. <laughs> and I know we've talked about Warren on this program a lot. So. We said it. We, we said it. That's what that Saturday meeting was all about. Pocahontas and Uncle Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Worse, worse to first, wor- worse to first, and the woman who thinks she's going to go in and shut down Wall Street, but all the bankers in prison. <laughs> so when you when you when you think about that, when you think about that, you know, we were the ones we've been saying saying this for some period of time. I, I you know, I called her Pocahontas and Uncle Joe. Um, but, but, but think about this. Think about this. Think about this for a second, real quick. What other candidate for president, the fifteen on the Republican side, or anybody on the Democratic side, what candidate has said anything about who he or she would select for vice president? None. You don't. If if the story is correct. Uh, and I'm assuming the dredge is done somewhere. Here's what's happened here. Uncle Joe is going to resign. If he wins with, and he, he needs to let everybody in the world know now, because there's a concern about his age or whatever, who he's going to be his number two is. They don't want to wait. And again, this is more evidence, Don, to my belief that this thing is almost over long before the first primary. The die is being cast. So if Uncle Joe is going to come in and get in the race and run, and he, and he feels like he has to name his vice presidential candidate, Elizabeth Warren, before he's even won a primary, 
There's a clear message there to the constituency of the left and the far left of the Democratic Party. Absolutely. We, 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 we've got your back. So he's, he's basically saying to the party, if you want me to come in and save you from the downfall of Hillary and the possible loss, I'm telling you right now, in order to do that, I have to have Pocahontas as my vice president. I cannot think of any time that I've been alive that in a primary process, a candidate for the presidency is already named the person that he or she is going to use as their vice presidential nominee. But that so, is also the, weak, the weakness of the Democratic Party. If all you can put up is Uncle Joe and Pocahontas uh, in, 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 in such a critical race as this one is, you got three or four people on the Democratic side, and you got 14 people on the Republican side. I mean, that, that tells you something. And if they do run, they would have to run a campaign to the left, and which, means, which leads the Republican uh, candidate, whoever it is, whether it's Trump or whoever, able to run to the middle of the uh, uh, political spectrum and, and make it a, a darn good horse race. And even if you say it's uh, Trump and uh, uh, Carson versus uh, uh, Biden and uh, uh, Warren, I mean, that's an election that's uh, fraught with great danger for the Democratic Party. Because mm -hmm. who could they win? They could perhaps win the Northeast and perhaps California and perhaps Oregon. But are you going to win Florida, Texas, Ohio? Indiana, even Illinois, with all with its problems, Illinois elected a, a Republican governor. I mean, that is, um, I don't want to say it's suicide, but that is taking a great risk for the Democratic Party. Not only that, but in the states where uh, Warren and Biden would be uh, poisoned, it, it means that the, uh, the other ticket, for the senator, for governor, etc., will have to overcome that, and you're going to see a, a split tickets like you never saw before. Uh, and where you're going to see the you're going to see the House and the Senate Democrats who are up for re-election run like the plague away from Biden and Pocahontas. Right. They're not going to want them. They're not going to want them in their states. Nowhere. They, they're 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 going to be Posada and Andrada because. <clears throat> That the that that combination is such a firebrand that it will create enormous problems for the Democratic Party, and it'll be a George McGovern. I believe it'll be a George McGovern massacre uh, with whoever the Republican candidate is. Well, let's do this. Let's take let's take one final break, and when we come back, I want to get your guys's thoughts on uh, the House speakership. Uh, the Tan Man is. Leaving, and I want to get your guys' thoughts on who's going to replace him. We're going to take a quick break, come back with more. Our big broadcast, we've got Donald Bazella, Dan Perkins with us today, iHeartRadio, and also AMFM247.com. Now, um, 
Dan, I want to get your. Th- I want I want you to start here and kind of give us your thoughts on this uh, House Speakership. There's, uh, from what I can tell, there's three guys running, and uh, only two of them are real serious contenders. But give me your thoughts, and then we'll let Don jump in there with his take. Well, I think it would be cool as hell to have the Speaker of the House be Daniel Webster. I mean, what a great name for the, the Speaker of the House, Daniel Webster. Maybe, maybe, but most likely not. I think what's going to happen, it's going to be a very interesting situation. They're going to meet, was it Thursday, Don, is the, is the initial vote? I believe so. Yes, Thursday is the, is the caucus vote, where they're going to pick a candidate. And the, some of the stuff that I've been reading is that the majority leader, uh, McCormick, I think it's called, um, will in fact come out of the caucus as the nominee. However, in order to do that, you need 112 or 218 votes in order to become Speaker of the House. And there is some talk that he may not, depending upon how aggressive the meeting is on Thursday and how strong the Liberty Caucus and the conservative Republicans in the House make their demand, it's possible that when the the speaker calls or thinks about calling for the vote by the end of the month, that in fact McCormick does not have enough votes. He doesn't have 218. So that it will be postponed until he can get concessions from the conservative caucus within the within the house um if if there was an opportunity for the conservative republicans to have an influence and try and change the leadership of the house to a more conservative basis this may be the only opportunity to do that that's a that's an excellent uh, analysis of it uh, I, I only hope that the uh, the conservative uh, members of the House um, look at the, the broader issues. And uh, I, I heard today from someone that bet me $10 that Nancy Pelosi will be the new Speaker of the House. And he's a Washington insider. He, he thinks that they will, um, at, in the end, uh, desert the Republican Party and make her speaker. Uh, I, uh, I bet him $10. I, I said, I, uh, if that's the case, the Republic, the Republic is in great grave uh, danger. Uh, but, but it is quite possible that that will, will happen because it appears that the conservatives are really hell-bent on what is a suicidal move. They really want to wring great concessions from the whoever they elect from the speaker uh, to, to be speaker, and, and I, I just just hope the Republicans and particularly conservatives do not commit political suicide doing it. But it, it's a strong possibility. I respect this guy greatly, and if he, uh, he he's on the hill, and he says that. So what you're saying, what you're what you're saying, Don, is that. Your source is telling you that the guy who is the leading contender for the for the Republican Party for Speaker of the House 
will not have enough votes. And so that the, the, the conservative Republicans will, will abandon the party and turn to Nancy Pelosi, along with the Democrats, to elect her Speaker of the House. That's what he, uh, that's not what I'm saying. That's what he's saying, I, and I I bet against it. But uh, but I respect this man too much, uh, and he doesn't say things like this idly. And uh, that's that brought me up short today when he, when he said it to me. Uh, he, I he said, I, "Go ahead. I'm sorry." No, I I I'm only saying to you what one man. One source that I know said, and when I said it, I said that's political suicide. But apparently, uh, there, there's tremendous rancor going on inside uh, the Republican Party in the House, and these uh, Republicans, uh, these conservatives, uh, and he said there's 44 of them that are right. really, really. The Liberty, it's called the Liberty Caucus. Right. Liberty Caucus. That they. That they seem to have this, uh, uh, well, he called it a suicide, uh, suicidal uh, feeling. That unless uh, they have to do something radical, and unless they can, um, the the compromise that they're trying to work out is to make the the uh, ma- the majority whip uh, one of the one of the 44, and uh, to to, uh, to lead, but. Um, Apparently, there is a great deal of uh, animosity right now within the Republican uh, ranks, and it, it's not being smoothed over. Uh, he said Bonner quit because he simply threw up his hands and uh, said, "I can't get things done." Um, well, see, I I heard I heard from a few folks that one of the reasons why he quit was he wasn't going to deal with another government shutdown. <laughs> it just wasn't going to happen. Well, I don't. I don't believe there will be a government shutdown. Though uh, so between you and me, they shut down before, and you know what? The country went on on without it. You know. Well, they shut down. What I've been telling people, Don and, and Dan, is, uh, what does the government do on Christmas and Thanksgiving? They shut down. We're gonna be fine. <laughs> you, you know, they had a wonderful movie. What if they? Uh, uh, made a war and no one came (laughs) exactly (laughs) but but you you just sit there and you just wonder uh, about things Uh, you know the country is going to hell in a handbasket and everybody's sitting out there worrying about uh, relatively minor things when uh, as Dan said earlier it's the economy stupid (laughs) we don't do anything with the economy uh, and get uh, started, we're in deep trouble. A friend of mine said, every second we go $14,000 deeper in debt. Uh, uh, whether it's 14000 28000 or $280,000. We're going to debt. We have people out of work. Uh, we have people who have given up uh, work, working, uh, looking for 94 work. 94 million. 94 yeah. million. Yeah. I mean, 40. Go ahead, Dan. 45 million women, 45 million women out of work. 45 million. It's a hell of a deal. I, I, I guess, oh, 
I think that uh, going back to the speaker, um, I, I think that um, I think the principal reason why he left is that the game has changed, and he came from a different era, and um, he didn't understand why when he said this is the way it was going to be. You got all this pushback from so many people, and I think that that it really is a it, it is a um, a new a new order. And yeah, they, they, this this Liberty Caucus of forty four congressmen, um, but there, there really are, if you think about it, there are more than forty four congressmen who were elected in the Congress in two thousand and fourteen. Who were saying to their constituents back home that they wanted to change things, they wanted to do things different. And when they came, when they got elected, and they went in and sat in that great chamber called the House of Representatives, they lost their they, they lost their conservative principles and began to spend money like uh, drunken sailors. And I and I think that that um, we. Under, under the, the speaker, we have had no real significant budget reform. We still operate on a continuing resolution basis. Um, the, the, the man is a Catholic, and yet he says we've got to support Planned Parenthood, and we're not going to shut down the government because of Planned Parenthood. Um, I think his value proposition just got all out of whack, and I think he, he became lost. He didn't know how to lead uh, or heard the cats that he was dealing with in Washington, and and it's it. After a while, I think it just got to him. There is some. I don't know whether you've heard any about this, Don, but there's some uh, some scuttle on the street that he's had. He's headed to become the head of the uh, chamber of commerce. I well, I heard that. I, I heard that he will not stand for re-election next. Uh, uh, in the in 16, and he's one of the people that's going to re resign. That's what I've heard too. Um, it, it it's a sad situation, uh, you know. And again, I tell people to read Tacitus, the Annals of Tacitus. Uh, you know, it, uh, going from from the Republic to the imperialism of Rome, and that's what we're uh, we're heading for now. When, when we cannot, uh, when we don't have a balanced government between the, uh, the Congress, the President, and the Supreme Court, we're in trouble. And I, I think we're, we're in trouble now. And I think Bonner is another one of the uh, uh, victims of this change. You're absolutely right. Uh, they did things differently there, and uh, it's not happening today. I said to you when I started, they should learn how to govern. I think right now, uh, to build on your comment, what the, the way they thought they would govern is not the way it's going to be governed from now on. You're absolutely right, right. Dan. And I, 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 following up with what once you said, I know we're probably out of time, but uh, I, I, I have grave concerns that most of what has happened over the last seven years has fundamentally changed our country that I'm not convinced that we can go back, even with somebody like Trump or Carson. I think it's so ingrained in our society 
and in our government processes that we we I I think we're doomed. We've got I agree with about you, that Dan. We've got uh I, I agree. We've no, got Dan, I agree with you. Yes, and we, that's we and and back. that's that's the thing and um I appreciate you guys for being with us this week. Next week on our program, we're going to have a, uh, a special guest. I'll get you guys details on that. And uh, tomorrow on our program, we've got IQ Al Rizzoli and uh, Paula Founts. And uh, then next week, we're going to have uh, Don Mazzella speaking to IQ. So it'll be, uh, it'll be an interesting Wednesday edition tomorrow. But, uh, gentlemen, we will uh, talk to you guys next week. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate it. Don Mazella, Dan Perkins, that's that. And it's the world-famous Cheeky Jaguar Show. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.